0: Repeat after me. Say, this is God's Word, not Pastor Evans' Word. word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can can be who it says I can be, be and I will have what it says I can have. Today, Today. I I will hear the Word of God. I boldly declare... that my mind is alert my My heart is receptive my My ears are open open. and i better not go to sleep sleep. i'll never be the same same. in jesus name name, amen. amen father thank you for your word today thank you for your people thank you for jesus being the reason for this season So I step back so the Spirit of God can use me to minister to your people. And I pray today, Father, that you will open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you're trying to say to us. And Lord, I know that it is your will for us to live stress-free lives. It is your will for us to have not just life, but to have it more abundantly. And so, Lord, we invite you in and ask that you will minister to us. And I thank you that those who walked in with stresses and worries and anxieties and burdens. They will leave free the day. And I declare that now in Jesus mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, on last Sunday... Uh, Pastor Polo kicked off our new series entitled "Tense the Season. Can we give Pastor Polo a big hand clap? He did an amazing job and I'm appreciative of him because it allowed me to go and minister to a church. And as you probably know, uh, the title of this series that we're in, which is "Tense the Season, it's kind of a play off the holiday songs, Tiss the Season to be Jolly. And so there's a reason why I felt that tension or tense, as we've called it, uh, needs to be addressed during this time. The two reasons are number one, uh, it supports our Christmas production theme, which is the tension between two kings. And so you should have received one or two of these this morning. If you did uh, raise them up for me or raise. Did you get them? Did you get these? You didn't get these. OK, so on your way out, I need you to get two of them. Why? Because the vision of Word of Truth Family Church, say it with me, is to know Christ and to make him known. And the only way we're going to make him known is that we have to invite people so that they can encounter him. And so we use the Christmas production or the Easter production every year to invite people who may not know Christ. So I want you to be evangelistic. You know, evangelism is so much easier these days. We have social media, we have this, we, we have so many ways. You know, they didn't have those back in the Bible days. But we do. So I want you to find two people, pray over your card, invite them, and get a commitment from them. You say, what do you mean by that? I used to sell cars. So you get a commitment from me. You You give this to them and say, you know what? I'm not sure if you attend church, but my church is having... A production. And they may say, well, and, and then tell them a production is, it's like a musical. It's like a play and it's like a movie all mixed up in one. It's amazing. And, and, and there's no preaching. It's just going to be this production. Will you be my guest on whether it's Friday, which I want to encourage you to do. And so, or my, uh, Sunday. And then you say that you ask them, you say, will you be my guest? And then what you need to do is be quiet after that. It's going to seem very awkward. Let me show you how it's going to feel. Will you be my guest? <laughs> the next person who talks loses. So just sit there and stare at them. Just just act like it's normal. You're waiting on them. Make them give you an answer. And then once you have their commitment... Then, of course, you give them this and you let them know, bring this with you because they will get, if this is their first time, they will get a free Starbucks gift card uh, just for coming. Amen. Now, the second reason why I felt like we needed to talk about tension and stress is because some of the highest levels of tension and stress and anxiety and worry comes during the holiday seasons, especially Christmas And so I'm going to be continuing our series today. So if you're taking notes, the lesson title is tense the season to be stressful. Tense the season to be stressful. Everybody say stress is real. Stress Stress is real and it can really be ignited during the holidays. And so I heard a story about a man who had some prolonged health issues and it began to really stress this man out. So he went to the doctor to get checked out and the doctor ran several tests on him. And then he told the man, hey, listen, when the test results come back, then I'll call you for uh, for me to go over with them. So after a few days, the doctor called this man back into his office. And so the doctor says to him, sir, I have some good news and some bad news. And so the man said, well, give me the good news first. And so the doctor said, well, the good news is you actually have 24 hours to live. And the man was like, well, if that's the good news, what in the world could be the bad news? He said, well, the bad news is I was actually trying to get a hold on you yesterday to tell you that. Everybody said, that's stressful right there. So listen, the goal today is for me to give you stress from God's perspective. And then we're going to talk about how we can apply and uh, these biblical principles so that we can enjoy the, enjoy the holidays, so we can enjoy our life. Because many people, they're not enjoying the holidays because they're stressed out about it. Amen. So I have four points. And if you all are a good class, the first service, I got through all four points. But if you're not a good class, then you just have to wonder what point four was. So here's point number one, if you're taking notes, stress was probably on the scene during the birth of Christ, our King. I'm going to say that again. Stress was probably on the scene during the birth of Christ, our King. When we read the Bible, a lot of times we don't read it with a realistic perspective in mind. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually read about the account of Jesus' birth. And then we're going to look at it through the, light, the, the eyes or the lenses of Joseph and Mary. Now, before I do that, I, I want to do a summary because something happened before the birth took place that I feel is real important for us to know. So what happened was an angel showed up to Mary and uh, this angel let her know that she had been favored by God. And because she had favored with God, God had chosen her to give birth. To his only begotten son. Now, to me, this news in and of itself had potential stress. Now, I'm saying potential stress because it's only stressful if we allow it to be. And I'll show you that in just a minute. But the reason I felt it was some stress involved in this is because of her question to the angel. Her question to the angel was, how can this be? Because I've never been with a man. So let me point something out to you that I think will help you and I a whole lot. In Luke chapter 1 verse 30, it tells us what happened and I want to point something out to you. Luke 1 30 says, the angel said unto her, fear not Mary. Why? Because you found favor with who church? You found favor with God. Listen, Mary found favor with God. But sometimes, listen church, sometimes God's favor on your life can bring potential stress. See, a lot of times we think of God's will being stress-free, and it is stress-free if we trust him, but it ain't gonna be stress-free if we try to fulfill it in the flesh. I mean, I want you to think about this. Think about this. Due to the favor of God that Mary had, it caused her to have to explain a lot of stuff. Think about this. The angel shows up to you and tell you you're gonna have a baby? You got to go tell your mama now. Depend on what kind of mama you got. What depends on how much stress it's going to be. And then guess what? Now you got to tell your daddy. Depends on what kind of daddy you got. What depends on what kind of response you'll get. And so here we are. She's got to explain to her mama. She's got to explain to her daddy. But here's what's really bad. She's got to explain this to her fiance, Joseph. And I can just imagine the stress that this brought to Joseph. You say, well, why do you say that, Pastor? Well, it was to a point where he was going to call the relationship quits. Now, how many know trying to quit a relationship is stressful? Raise your hand if it's stressful. Yeah. Maybe you're the person who makes it stressful if you didn't raise your hand. In any case... Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 gives us a snapshot on how stressful this was to Joseph. And the reason I'm going over this is because sometimes when we read the Christmas story, we think it's stress-free. But if, listen, if it was stressful then, the potential of it being stressful now is high. So watch this, Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. It says, this is how Jesus, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, by the way. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's see what happens. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man. Everybody say, he was a good man. He was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So watch what happened. Don't tell me this is not stressful. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. He said, you know what? I'm gonna have to let her go. I ain't gonna put it on Facebook. No, I'm not gonna do it. Look in verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Man, I can't imagine what kind of stress Joseph was under because now he's got to explain to his homeboys why his girlfriend slash fiance slash future wife is pregnant and it ain't his baby. Joseph, lo, Mary is a... Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say it. Why are you thinking it? So look at this. I want y'all to see something. God's favor on Mary's life brought stress to Joseph's life. Did you hear what I said? I said, God's favor on Mary's life brought some stress to Joseph's life. So you have the wrong idea about God's will being stress-free, and it can be stress-free depending on how we handle it. See, you can't carry out a spiritual assignment and then try to maintain it in the flesh. It doesn't work like that. So let's look at now some potential stresses that came along with the birth of Christ. Luke chapter 2 now, verse 1 It says, at the time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. So what was happening? They were taking a census. We do that sometimes here in the States. I think it's every 10 years they or 20, I don't know which one, that they ask us to take a census. They'll mail it to you. And it's so serious because they're trying to get a count of how many people live in our country now. It's so serious. They send people by your house to see if you filled it out. They will call you. They will email you, right? Well, this man named Augustus made a decree that we need to do a census. But this is how they did it. Verse three, all had to return to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And so because Joseph was a descendant of King David, listen, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea David's ancient home and so the Bible says he traveled there from the village of Nazareth into Galilee. And so verse 5 says he took with him Mary his fiancee who was now obviously pregnant. Now the King James says she was great with child. If we said it in 2023, she was about to bingo. So in order to now understand these potential Stress issues. I'm going to call these different insights stress factors. Everybody say stress factors. So these are factors that could have uh, caused stress in this birth of Jesus Christ with Mary and Joseph. Here's the first stress factor. This was an unexpected trip that was deemed necessary by somebody else. In other words, they hadn't planned on going somewhere. But it's almost like the president of that country, the king in this case, the emperor... He said, no, we need everybody to go back home. So this was an unexpected trip. Just think about it when you have to make an unexpected trip. When you have to spend some money that you didn't plan on spending. Look at number two. Here's another stress factor. Joseph had to stop working. Now think about this. If you had to go out of town, let's say to one of your, you know, relatives, funerals or something. You might have to take it off three days. Let's say you ain't got no vacation time. Guess what's going to happen? Your check going to be short. Well, he had to stop working. Even if he was self-employed, he had to stop working. That can be stressful. Number three, they had to pack for the trip. You say, well, Pastor Evan, how could that be stressful? Well, if you pack like me, it can be stressful. How many overpackers I got in the room? Let me see. You. Yep, yep, yep. See, I'm not just packing for today. I'm not just packing for tomorrow, first lady. I'm packing for something that won't happen. She let me do it too and then she watched me struggle. See, I told you. They had to pack for the trip. Here's number four. They had to use money and resources they now had not planned to use. Here's number five. Although the trip was necessary, it wasn't convenient. You say, why? Because the lady was pregnant. Amen. Everybody say she was pregnant. Verse four, go back to verse four because it tells us they had to travel from Bethlehem to Nazareth, which would well, listen. When you do the, 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 the math on this, that was about 70 miles. Now 70 miles is cool when you got a Tahoe. But when you got a camel, it don't work that way. I mean, look, there was only like three or four modes of transportation. I guess, you know, if you really had money, you had a horse. If you, you know, you know, the horse, let's say the horse is the Cadillac. But then if you didn't have no Cadillac, you got a donkey, you moved down to a Hyundai. But it's good, though. Still getting there. then, if you didn't have no donkey, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, you know what that is? Left foot, right foot. So here it is. They had to travel 70 miles. And based on the math, it was going to take anywhere between 18 to 23 hours, nonstop to get there. Everybody say that's stressful. So here it is. Your wife is about to have a baby and you're having to travel long distances to get wherever it is. So here's what I want to do. I want us to now look at one last stress factor that they had and then I'm going to jump into uh, some stress factors that we may go through during the holidays. And then after that, I'm going to show you the key to living a stress-free life. So it says in now, the New Living Translation of Luke chapter 2, it says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Hot diggity dog. We done went out of town now. So we had to go to this census. We hadn't planned on it. We using money that we weren't going to use. And, and uh, Joseph had to stop working. I had the baby's room already. Had the crib set up. Had his room all set up. We knew it was going to be a boy because the angel told us that. And here it is. He's coming while we're out of town. Everybody say, that's stressful right there. So the Bible says... In verse seven, she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him in snugly in strip strips of cloth. She laid him where church in a main. What a what a play. I mean, look, come on now. I mean, take me to JPS. Before you take I know that, 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 that that's not shade. That's not shade. You say, well, it sounds like shade to me. Let me tell you something. Parkland and JPS has some of the best surgeons in the world. You better go over there. Yep. Well, here it is. They had the baby in a manger. And it wasn't because they were broke. It was because the Bible says there was no room or lodging available. Why wasn't there lodging available? Because everybody was coming into town to get the census done. Amen. Amen. Talking about stress, Mary and Joseph, they had plenty of opportunities to be stressed. So let me briefly describe the difference between what I'ma call stress and anxiety, okay? Stress, it happens from external things. Those are things that happened around us and those are things that are happening to us and we feel the effects from the outside. But then anxiety is the internal struggle, the internal feeling that we have that, watch this, that really is driven from my perception. Because see, you can have anxiety and everything in your life is working right. I mean, your money can be right, your marriage can be right, your kids can be right, everything can be right, but somehow on the inside, you're struggling with anxiety. Why? Because it's your perception of what's happening, not just what's what's happening. So what I'm going to do now is give us some stress-related situations that will help us understand some things that we go through. So if you're taking notes, here's point number two. We're moving right along. Stress can be relieved based on what you decide to believe. Everybody say stress can be relieved based on what you decide to believe. So what I want to do is give us a list of some things that you and I may face during this holiday season that can potentially cause stress. Here's the first one. It's uncertainty. Now, what is uncertainty? This is that uneasy feeling of not knowing something. It's like waiting for some test results from the doctor and they told you, hey, it'll be here Wednesday and you you'll get to Wednesday and they say, well, we don't have them yet. And so uh, they did a biopsy on you. I'm talking to somebody right now. You're waiting on some test results. And so here it is that that sense of uneasiness, uncertainty is there. Here's a second stressful uh, a potential stress thing is lack of control. And that's a big issue if you're a person who likes to be in control. So just look at your neighbor and say, are you a control freak? Now look at your other neighbor and say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) That lack of control can cause stress. This is when you want to have control of something or somebody and you don't. Here's one that's really, really, really high during the season and that's disagreements. And this is when there is a difference of opinion or perspective regarding something which can cause tension or division, especially if it has not been resolved. Listen, let me tell you something, church. If you don't resolve it, it's going to come back. You're going to get what I call rollover. How many got a cell phone? See, some of these cell phone plans, when you don't use all your minutes from one month, what does it do? It rolls over. And when you have an issue, whether it's with a family member, whether it's with a coworker, whatever it is, if you don't resolve the issue, it's going to, it's going to roll over. Here's another thing that causes stress. And that is expectations. And this is a strong belief that something is going to happen or is supposed to happen. And here's the thing about expectations. They can be dangerous because they fall into multiple categories. Here's the first category of expect, expectations. It is spoken expectations and broken expectations. Everybody say spoken expectations and broken expectations. Now, spoken expectations is when you have communicated something to someone and you expected them to do it now broken expectations is when you've communicated to someone listen they agreed to whatever you uh, communicated however they did not follow up and do what they agreed to everybody say broken expectation and then here's one that is real bad and that is unspoken expectations And this is when you and I expect something from someone that we've never communicated to them. But that was dangerous right now. See, like there's a man right now, he's expecting his wife to cook when they get home. But what he doesn't know, he's going to now realize that's an unrealistic expectation. Because she's sitting in church with him right now. Everybody say unspoken expectations. Here's another one, unrealistic expectations. And this is when we have expectations of others that we have set for them or sometimes we can set these expectations for ourselves but these expectations are unrealistic. It, it's, it's, like, it's like you saying, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to do it in one day. Unrealistic expectation. Here's another one. These are stressful things that happen to us, negative news. And this is when we hear something or receive information that produces negative feelings. Here's another one. This is a big one. Especially during holiday seasons, financial challenges. And this is typically when we have more bills than we have money. Or our primary source of income has changed in a negative way. Those things happen. Here's the last one. And that is relationship challenges and conflicts. And this is when there are problems in a relationship or in the family and they are not resolved. And you know what happens with those two? You you, you experience that rollover effect, just like I said earlier. Now, you're probably saying to me, Pastor Evan, I already know what's stressing me. Why don't you tell me how to fix this mess? Look at your neighbor and say, he's about to. Here's why I went over the list. Here's why I went over because some of y'all, one of the uh, couples uh, after the first service came up to me and her and her husband were going through five of the ones that I listed. So why did I list these? Number one, I listed it because you can't have faith for what you don't know. Everybody say you can't have faith for what you don't know. Here's the second reason I listed them. is because you can't apply your faith to something you refuse to face. Amen. Ignoring issues or stresses will never get them resolved or make them go away. Everybody say stress is relieved based on what you decide to believe. So here's the thing. If you don't believe there is no resolution or there is no solution to stress, your life will be full of it. So what's the solution to these common stresses? You know, the Bible says there is no temptation taking us than such that it's common to man. In other words, some of these stresses that we're going through, they're common, right? So here's the question. What is the solution to this? Well, here's the, here's the, here's the key. All. Everybody say all. all. All of these stresses that I listed have one thing in common, and that is they all can be solved by the word of God. You know, I mean, think about this. It's like your grandmother when you were growing up. Castor oil fixed everything. Headache, castor oil. Stomachache, castor oil. Broke my arm, castor oil. Bad throat, castor oil. Everything was castor oil. It was like castor oil fixed everything. Well, it didn't really fix everything, but I'm going to tell you what I do know. The word of God can fix everything if we believe it. So here is the question. Do you trust the word enough to believe it and then apply when it's a, when it's stressing you? So let's now look at Luke chapter 1. Watch this now. I'm about to show you that what you believe determines how much peace you receive. See, some of you all are being stressed right now. Some of you all are on the verge of cussing somebody out. I mean, it's right there at the tip of your tongue. If they just look at you wrong, it's about to come out. The Bible says your cup run over. Yeah, your cup is about to run over. So listen now, Luke decided to write the account of what he experienced to this man named Theophilus. And so it says, many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. He was talking about the the whole event of Jesus Christ coming, being born and dying. And so verse 2, he says to this man, they use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. In other words, the disciples were telling their story about what happened. And so verse 3, he says, but having carefully investigated it myself, everything from the beginning, he says, I've decided now to write a careful account to you, most honorable Theophilus. Watch verse 4. He says, the reason I wrote these accounts for you is so you can be what, church? Certain, you can be certain of the truth. And that word certain means stable, secure, and firm. And that's what the truth does. It causes us to be stable, firm, and secure. And if you don't choose truth, then guess what? You're choosing flesh. Amen. See, the only way problems are resolved, you're going to have to use your faith. And see, some of us, we're going to have to fire our flesh and hire our faith. You got to fire your flesh. So watch this now. This is so good. He was saying we must be certain of truth. Well, what's truth? Jesus says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So have you, ex- listen to me now. Have you accepted that the word is 100% unadulterated truth because if you have not you will come up with alternatives for the word this is why people drink the word's not working so i need some jack well daniel you don't need jack see when you don't believe that the word and the word itself is all that you need, then you will come up with alternatives. This is why people smoke weed. But let me tell you something. You can get high as the sky. You're going to have to come back down. That problem's still here when you get down there. Which brings me to point number three. And that is stress ends when trust begins. Everybody say uh, stress ends when trust begins. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 5. We're almost through. This is so good. 1 Peter 5, look in verse 6. I'm reading for the context. It says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And this is how he says we need to humble ourselves. You do that by casting all your care upon him. See, when you and I decide to keep our problems, we're we're operating in pride and don't even know it. Because see, humility says, okay... I'm going to give God my problems because he told me to. That's true humility. And he says here, casting all. Now, the word casting there means to throw upon or to throw. He says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to throw how much of your care, church? How much? Which says that I can I can cast some and not all. See, so half of y'all, half of them, your problems, God's got them. But the other half of your stress, you decide to keep them. He says casting all of your care. The word care, it means worries and concerns. I'm going to add the word stresses. Cast all your care, your worries, your concerns and your stresses up on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Listen to the amplified. Casting the whole of your care. Wow, what does that sound like? All your anxieties, all your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all. He says, cast them or throw them on him because he cares for you. So I want to demonstrate this because I want you to leave with a mental picture of what it looks like to cast your cares upon the Lord. So they have brought me a fishing rod. How many fish in here? Anybody fish? Any fishers? All right. Now, for those of you who are non-fishers, this is a fishing pole. (laughs) Typically, what you do is, depending on what type of fish you're trying to catch, would really determine the type of bait you use. But at the end of the day, we're not going to get technical. You have to put some bait at the end of the line with a hook so that you can attract the fish that you're trying to catch. And so what God said to us, he says, we needed to cast how much? All. All our cares on him. And so this is what kind of that looks like right there. See? So I just cast my financial situation on the Lord. I just cast my kid on the Lord because they've been getting in trouble at school and I want to kill them. You ever wanted to kill your kid? Yeah. I just cast that, that irritable relationship that I have with my coworker. I just cast it because I'm about to put hands on them. Okay, alright, that's too real. Uh, I just got a doctor's report. They told me that I may, I have a tumor and it could be cancerous. But here's the question that I have when you cast your care. Do you trust God enough to give him all of your cares or do you trust you more to keep them? Because when you don't trust God enough to let him have them, you will slowly reel your questions back, your, your whole stresses back into you. And I'm going to show you, you know how we do this? This is what we do when you reel them back in. You're saying, Lord, I got it. But it's stressing you out. Watch this now. I want to read the amplified version of Psalm 55 because it talks about uh what we do with our cares. Psalm 55 verse 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. Watch the church. Releasing the weight of it. And then he will sustain you. See, it's not just saying cast your care. He said, what you need to do, though, because the tendency is to still reel it in. I'm going to show you how to do that in just a minute or why we do that. He said, no, no, no. You need to cast how much? All All the whole of your burden. So now he's not just going to get my problem. He's going to get the whole problem. Now I'm not tempted to reel it in now. Now I'm not tempted to try to solve it because it ain't mine no more. Say amen to that. So here's the question as we close. How do we know when we have cast all of our stresses on him? Here's point number four. This is so good. My stress life is managed by my prayer life. Oh, my stress life is managed by my prayer life. And if your life is full of stress, you know why? Because your prayer is less. You show me a person that's stressed out and I'll show you a person that don't pray. And let me say this to you. If you are still stressed after you pray, you ain't prayed enough. Say amen to that. Listen, if you're stressed and you're praying and you still stressed when you stop, get back down now. But see, most of us, we ain't praying, we thinking. See, thinking ain't praying. But see, we think we're praying because we're doing it in our head. But I'm going to show you real prayer involves a request. Everybody say, my stress life, my stress life. is managed by my prayer life. So just like, you know, you have certain medications that are designed to help manage certain conditions. You know, if you have high blood pressure, they got blood pressure medication that'll help you uh, uh, manage that. Well, just like medications are designed to manage certain things in your body, prayer is designed to help you manage your stress. Philippians chapter four, verse six, watch what he says. He says, be careful. That word careful there, it means anxious or stress. He said, be stressed. Watch this church. For nothing. What? Be stressed for nothing. If it's a financial problem, be stressed for. If it's a health problem, be stressed for. If it's a family problem, be stressed for. If it's a job problem, be stressed for. If it's a business problem, be stressed for. He said, be stressed for nothing. And that says something very powerful to me. It says two things. Here's the first thing that it says. If God is telling me to be stressed for nothing, that means it's possible. If God is telling me that I cannot have stress, then not having stress is possible. Here's the second thing that says to me is being stressed is a choice. Because if he says be stressed for nothing, that's under my control, which means now me being in stress is a choice. And if stress is a choice or choosing stress is a choice, watch this there, then that means it involves my will. Because my will, watch this now, is where I make decisions and choices from. And see, God gave all of us wills so that we can make a choice. And so if he tells us that we can be stress-free or he said it like this, be stressed for nothing, then that means I must make a choice. I must use my will to choose, watch this, to not have stress. And if my will is being involved, watch this now, that means whatever solution I must apply to overcome stress. Listen church it will involve me using my will. And so this is where now you have to respect your will over how you feel. Say amen to that. Philippians 4, 6 we're closing right here. It says be anxious, be careful be stressed for nothing. But watch this I love this. But it says in... Come on, church, in, in in, the financial situation. He says, in that, he says, you know what I want you to do? Pray about it. And the word supplication means a formal request. He says, when you listen, when you are stressed, he said, I don't want you to be. So the only way you're not going to be stressed, he says, you need to come in prayer in whatever it is. And the word supplication means. A specific or formal request. So now I have to make my request. One, in one instance as I read it, it meant a formal petition. Meaning, you know how they do a petition, they come down your neighborhood and they, everybody's signing something, they're signing up a petition. Well, God is saying, listen, the only way you're going to be stress free is that you're going to have to, watch this, put the request Make it known unto me. As a matter of fact, watch this now. Philippians chapter four, verse seven. It says, uh, let me read verse six. Philippians four, six. Uh, it says, be stressed for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And then it says in Philippians one, three, it talks about thanking God because in Four, six, it says, be thankful. And then it says, with thanksgiving, let my request be made known. I'm not just going to submit my former request to God. I'm going to thank him for taking care of it. See, that's faith right there. See, flesh says, what difference does it make? God's going to do what he want to do. Well, not necessarily. God's going to do what you want to do. See, as long as I stay in context with the word. And see, when things don't... See, there's a difference between a a, a faith assignment from God and a desire assignment from me. There's a difference between the two. See, a faith assignment is something God wants you to do. And really, look, he ain't gonna back off of that. But a, a desire assignment, that's just me saying this is what I want. And see, sometimes it's when we've asked God for what we want and if it ain't happened like we want, then we get upset with God when he didn't give us, give us that desire. We, did, we came up with it on our own. Let me tell you something. If you ask God for something and it didn't happen, guess what? That means he's got something better along the line. So I'm, I'm closing here because I want to show you something. Being thankful is a part of the casting process. And Sometimes, again, we think we're making our requests known to God. And we're really thinking. We're not praying. So I want you to notice, he says, let your request be made known to God. It didn't say put your request on Facebook. I'm going to tell my prayer group. No, he didn't say that. Well, I'm going to let my request be made known to my mama. He didn't, your mama ain't in here. He said, let your request be made known to who? Your request be made known to God. And here's what most people don't know. Listen, I'm ending right here. Just like prayer is the way that I'm supposed to give God my stresses, not praying is the way that I keep my stresses. Did you get that? So how do you... Can I see my fishing pole one more time? Let me show you what most people do. They cast their care... On the Lord. They cast it. Watch this though. But when you look at that word anxious, it also means to take thought. So when we cast our care upon the Lord, the way I take the care back is by taking thought. You say, well, Pastor Evan, how do I take thought? Well, let's end with Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Y'all did better in the first service. Matthew 6, 25. Watch this. Watch what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 25. He says, therefore, I say unto you, take. Whoa. Take no thought. Okay. So he's telling me not to take a thought, which tells me it's possible for me to take a thought. Okay. So watch this now. Look now in verse 27. Go down to verse 27. Jump down to verse 27. He says, which of you by taking thought, everybody say taking thought, which of you by taking thought can add cubic to your stature? Then when you get down to verse 31, he tells us how we take a thought. Verse 31, Jesus said, therefore, take what? No, no thought what? That's how we take thoughts by what we say. Bible said, Oh, listen, look, we, we have cast our financial situation on the Lord. There it is, right there. But you know what? We take that thought back by saying, Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna do this month. I don't know what's gonna happen. They laying people off. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Lord, I, I don't have it. I'm I'm broke, I can't even pay attention. Oh, no, 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 no. See, you're taking it back. Every time you say something outside of what God's word says, you're putting faith out there saying, I believe what I'm saying. No, if you say, I'm struggling, yes, you are. I'm not going to make it. No, you're not. I'm broke as a dog. Yes, you are. You know why? Because that's what I want you to be saying. If you want, oh, Jesus, listen to this. If you want to take a thought, why don't you take God's thought? His thought says, he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, he said, when I give, the windows of heaven are going to be open for me. Blessings are going to be poured out for me. That's what you do. Did y'all get some out of the word today? Give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap. So there are some people who are full of stress. You're full of it. When I was growing up, we drank a lot. You, you know, before you go, got, go out to get drunk, we would say, I'm going to go get full. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to get full. Well, some of you are full of anxiety and stress. Listen, to, I'm about to say something that, that that is strong. It is not the will of God for you to live in stress. Amen. So today, there are some of you who are full of stress need to leave it here today. Do not go home with this stress. Do not leave this building with this stress. And you know when you say, well, Pastor Ebony, it's easier said than done. I didn't say it was easy. But I will say it's possible. So there are some things that are in your heart and on your spirit. And you know what? You may have to go home and take inventory of the stress. Write these things down. Okay, I got this going. This is stressing me. This is stressing me. This is stressing me. Because you can't cast what you don't know. And then once you've cast it, then you're going to thank him for it. And so there are some people I want to get in agreement with you that need to drop some stress. Because see, some of you all are weighed down. Watch this. It says, lay aside every weight. And some of you all are weighed down from some stress. And I want to get in agreement that today, supernaturally, God's going to relieve you. All I'm going to ask you to do is to not really back in. So if you know you expect, you know, there's some stressful things going on in your life. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about regular stress where, you know, just minor. No, I'm talking about you are stressed. Some of you are, uh, somebody just got prescribed some sleeping pills. Because you are stressed out. They just prescribed. I'm talking to somebody right now. I promise you there's somebody in this room that just got prescribed sleeping pills. But the answer to your stress is not a sleeping pill. Now, I'm not saying don't take it. But what I am saying is why don't you take the prescription I'm giving you right now? There's some of you right now. You're creating stress for your life. By creating scenarios that haven't even happened yet. That's perception. So if you're going through some stress, 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 I want to agree with you. I'm going to pray it off of you. Stand right there at your seat. Just stand up. I'm going to pray right there at your seat. Just stand up if that's you. If you know I'm talking to you, stand up right there at your seat. Thank you, Father. Two things need to happen. Right now, if you pretend that I have a cup and that cup is full of stress, the only way the stress is going to come out of the cup, watch this, is if you cast it or poured it out on the Lord. But at that point, the cup is empty. You don't need to walk around with an empty cup. Because David said, my cup runs over. So what do I need to put in the cup now? I need to put the word in the cup. But I also need to put some praise in that cup. Because praise is proof that I believe God's going to do it. And I'm going to thank him and praise him ahead of time for doing it. As a matter of fact, some of you all right now need to praise God for dropping this stress off of you. God, thank you. Drop this stress off of them in the name of Jesus. Father, some of them have stresses from bad decisions, poor choices that they've made. But you said you would still work those things out together for our good. I see the devil's trying to, all he does, he's an accuser of the brethren. And so some of you all stood up and the devil said to you, well, you deserve that. You made that choice. You did that. But see, it doesn't matter. God said that regardless of what happens, he will work even that together for our good. Let me tell you what the Bible said. Let me tell you what the Bible didn't say. See, people don't realize he said he will work those things together for your good. Let me add this, even if it's your fault. So raise your hands right there. Father, I come in agreement with every person who's standing here. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus for stress to drop off of them right now devil you are a lie the stronghold that you have put in their mind that they will not get out of this they can't go on of the devil is pressuring some of you all to convince yourself that you are worth b- better dead than you are alive the devil is a lie in the name of jesus you will not die but you will live and declare the works of the lord and in the name of jesus i command the devil to stop lying stop whispering stop accusing in the name of of Jesus. And Father, I pray for a supernatural flow of peace in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. You may be seated.